Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me get this link posted on all other socials. Hold on just a minute, everyone. Hold on, everyone. I'm sorry, this is taking a minute. There we go. It's over here on this social. It's over here. But those of you who are tuning in, hello, everyone. My name is Hayden. I am the host of the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. Welcome. This is our first time going live over here on Bullhorn, and I'm very excited to be here. For those of you just turning tuning in, today we are going to be doing our end-of-the-year wrap-up. Hold on. There we go. Awesome. We now. Awesome. We should be all set and good to go. Wow, this is. I have a lot of dead air time. I'm completely sorry about this, guys. There we go. Just was double checking all of my socials one last time. But hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast Year in Review. So we are relatively new to Bullhorn, but if you have been tuning in with everything that we have been doing over on Anchor or on Spotify, it's been a big year. It's been a big year. But those of you who do not know who I am, my name is Hayden. I'm your American friend with a passion for British royal history. And today we are doing our end of the year wrap up. So the one year anniversary of the podcast is coming up very soon. And we have had a year's worth of content. We've had quite an interesting year. Of course, we've had some ups and downs this summer. We had to take a little break. And with this past school year, things have been a little up and down where... 
posting has been a little sporadic, but we've still come to the end of 2021. And one of the first things we're going to talk about is some of my favorite episodes that I've had fun making and some of what the viewers have really liked. And to start, the ones that the viewers have really seemed to like, the listeners that have really liked, are the ones about either Princess Diana or anything revolving around sort of updates, especially the Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah. That I was very proud of getting that out as soon as I did. I watched it live, was taking notes. The moment the credits started rolling, I immediately started recording, edited it, and got it out as soon as I could. And that was just really fun to put together. Uh, Another one that I really enjoyed was the ones that I've enjoyed doing. Anything involving royal media. Anything involving royal media at all. Anything where it was a film or TV show or any type of hint at where it was royal media. That was something I truly enjoyed. My Spencer review, I had a lot of fun doing that. That was the first time I'd done such a quick movie review turnaround That was something that I truly enjoyed having fun with. Additionally, the series where we were going on royal residences, that I had a lot of fun. The the podcast started out talking about royal residences and sort of trying to make sense of all of these big castles and palaces that the royal family owns. But then, of course, as time happened and things shifted, we had to change what we were going over and also figuring out what this podcast was going to do. But what were some of the favorite episodes, the most listened to episodes? Well, our still number one episode that people still keep going back to is the Harry and Meghan interview. That one is still one that I'm probably the most proud of, but I've already said that. So now that was a very brief in review, some episodes I've really enjoyed. What has the royal family been doing? So we haven't talked in a while about what the royal family has been up to, what they've been doing. And so let's talk about it. So at the end of the year, of course, we had the Queen's Christmas speech. We had the uh, big event with uh, their Royal Highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. We had, of course, Christmas plans got canceled. Christmas plans changed because of the current pandemic still going on and how uh, things within the family has had to change a lot because of that. And again, with the Queen's age and that she's not sick but her people don't want to risk it at all they do not want to put anybody in a precarious situation so what all was canceled well the first big thing was going to sandringham nobody went to sandringham this year if you are anything aware of the royal family you know that they go to sandringham almost every year there was a brief period in the 80s where they actually went to windsor castle but for most of the time it's been sandringham has been where they've gone to christmas That was unfortunately postponed. The Queen ended up staying at Windsor Castle, where she did have company with Prince Charles and Camilla, uh, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. Uh, Prince William and Catherine, they went off and did their own thing. Essentially, everybody sort of stayed where they were, which was ultimately very smart. But uh, the big uh, luncheon at Buckingham Palace, where 
everybody, the whole fam family gets invited, where it's not just the immediate family, it is all the extended, all of the fringe, it is anybody related to the royal family gets invited to this luncheon at Buckingham Palace, which again is tradition that got cancelled. Again, trying to keep everybody safe. That was the big thing. The Queen's speech was uh, released on Christmas Day here in the United States. It was more towards the late afternoon when it finally got posted. But when it was, it was a wonderful speech where, again, she just reviewed the year and make a real and she made a really touching tribute to Prince Philip, making note that, of course, this is her first Christmas without him, and things are just a little weird there. Of course, there was the big concert that was put on by Prince William and Catherine, and the big bombshell that was wonderful PR was seeing Catherine perform with a band. The band's name is escaping me off the top of my head, but she played piano, and she was actively performing with this band, and I do know that the song they did perform climbed to the UK charts. It really made a splash, and it was wonderful PR for the royal family, Catherine looks happy doing it. It looked as if it wasn't sort of as spur of the moment as, let's say, when Princess Diana in the 80s for Prince Charles's birthday did this big dance. This, and that was completely unplanned and it went over really well from a PR standpoint because everybody loved it. This seemed like it was a little bit more planned by the royal family because they had pictures hinting that something was happening beforehand and while it went over fantastic don't want to take away from that this did seem like it was a little bit more organized than let's say that with princess diana in the 80s of course everybody here including here in america we're just laying low right now in this doldrum between christmas and new year's I did see a few things where Prince Charles was out doing some work, but for the most part, the royal family's on vacation right now. They're not doing any engagements. But that was the big things that we missed in this interim between our last upload on the 17th and the uh, going live today. So let's look a little bit at the royal family in um, Objectively 2021. So, 2021, boy howdy, this was quite a rocky year for the royal family. There was a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of doldrums, scary moments, some positive moments. Uh, The big positive moment is that even through the pandemic, the royal family has found ways to keep working with virtual events, following COVID protocol as best they can. Uh, That was the, you know, big thing that they did, and to keep working to still stay engaged with the people of the UK, but what are some of the big things? Well, we started out this year with quite the bombshell with the Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah, and then a few months afterwards, Meghan went on Ellen DeGeneres' show, and that was something that, you know, they're not working royals for the firm anymore. They no longer need the Queen's permission to do a lot of what they want to do. They're private citizens in that regard. Um, So they've of course, launched their pot. The, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have been doing a lot in their own lane. But the big thing that really rocked the royal family was the interview with Oprah, where a lot of the mental health struggles between Harry and Meghan were discussed. Um, allegations of racism were pointed out. And a lot of unfair treatment was brought to light between the Duke and Duchess and the royal family. And the big thing that they kept making note of was this difference between the firm and the 
uh, and the institution where the firm or those that are working, the institution is all the offices. I made that note in the actual episode. So if you want to go back, by all means, you can go back and listen to that. We <laughs> progressing forward. There was, of course, the very, uh, very sad death of His Royal Highness, the Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. And from a content creation standpoint, I had a whole different episode slated and was already writing and beginning to record. And then the announcement of the Duke of Edinburgh. And I had to completely switch gears last minute to try to get something out for uh, his memory and for his funeral. Of course, he, uh, Prince Philip now has the record and will probably have the record of the longest serving consort in British history. He was a very hardworking man and was a sort of a very big pillar within the royal family so his death and funeral really shocked everybody granted we all were sort of wondering when it was going to happen he was encroaching on 100 and at that point he had since retired from royal work he retired in 2017 it's been a few years since we had really seen him publicly he had sort of become a recluse in some ways not completely but publicly we hadn't seen him very often and in that regard, his death was pretty shocking. And into some not so cute news when Royal Wrap Up of this year. This year we saw the unfolding more with the sexual assault allegations with Prince Andrew and the Epstein. And um, the biggest thing, the big takeaways there is that the Duke of York and his legal team are trying to point out that he has no memory of this he doesn't recall there's you know this didn't happen but the accusee is um that the woman's coming forward saying no this did happen and they've been going back and forth in litigation and one thing that's coming forward in 2022 is that he will have to face some form of legal litigation they've gone back and forth but he had he's been formally served and he will have to go to some form of court whether it's his team acting on his behalf or prince andrew actually going to court but we do know that he's some way shape or form the duke of york is going to court and whether justice will be served or not is a completely different story um and we'll see how that happens but also there was more unfolding with the alleged affair with prince william now the uh, the affair with prince william is a very hot button topic and i am not revealing my opinion here one because i haven't looked at all the facts of this it's something i really haven't been paying much attention to but it keeps coming back where more news are coming out either some someone will talk about something and it'll make a little blip in the on the news radar and the royal family will just squash it immediately there's been a lot of no 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 from the royal family deny 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 their typical uh, method of doing things of deny 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 and it made a few blips this past few weeks and it's back in the news a little bit and it was uh, sort of a reoccurring story in 2021 where you know either more news or just a rehashing or a tabloid media just spinning with it in a different way because they're reading too far into certain pictures but um that story is a very very hot button topic the public both here in America and over in the UK have very deep opinions about 
this affair and I don't have opinions yet because I haven't looked at all the facts but it is sort of this little cloud in the horizon of the one the PR that they're doing for William and Catherine and um it's just something <laughs> there's a uh, royal commentator and TikTok account that I've referenced multiple times that I love deeply and would love to work with her in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Mata a fact on TikTok where she has posted some of her opinions and people have come back at her with daggers and all she's doing is what I like to do, which is just present the objective truth. Here are the facts that we concretely know. And she's gotten a lot of flack for it that I don't think is very just because again, she's just presenting the facts. I don't know all the facts. I don't have all the facts here. So um, that's why I'm not saying my opinion, just that it happened. Um, progressing forward, the queen has had a lot of health scares this year um, where she had to pull out, where she had fallen and sprained her back. She's Her health has been up and down the last few months, which has made everybody sort of walking on eggshells. Uh, as we approach her jubilee coming up in 2022, as she celebrates 70 years on the throne, which is a really big deal. And, you know, I hope wherever she is that she's getting all the help that she needs and is getting everything that she needs to succeed and be healthy and happy. But yeah, the queen's health has been a big topic as she's getting older. I've noticed that her, um, in some cases when she's been out in public, I've noticed there's been like a little bit more rouge. There's been, you know, they put a little bit more makeup on her. She's been losing a little bit of weight, which is, you know, par for the course. I remember my grandma, when she was getting older, she started losing weight, which was just par for the course. It, it happens. But um, the queen's health is something that has been a little bit precarious. And walking into 2022, I hope that, you know, the ship stays steady. Moving on, uh, we've had a lot of royal babies this year. The Duke of Sus, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex welcomed their daughter, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie both had children. And so we've had more royal, more royal children. Those are just the one, the big ones that made a lot of headlines. I believe some of Prince, uh, Princess Anne... I believe some of her children possibly had more children. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. But those are the big ones where um, they've had a few new royal babies, which is always wonderful. The excitement around royal babies being born is is just, it, it's just wonderful press for the royal family. It is um, just something cute that we always love to look forward to. Um, and of course, as I had already said before, the big theme this year is royal work took a little bit of a doldrum, kind of paused, but then uh, things picked up again. A lot of big, the big moment on everybody's mind is, of course, the James Bond movie premiere where Catherine came out in this beautiful gold gown. And um, it was just a wonderful, just moment for the firm when they got they got to be all dressed up and go out in public and it was just nice you could see they were enjoying it everybody else was enjoying it it was just a wonderful positive moment um another thing to talk about in sort of this year in review is just the press the press between uh, especially Catherine and Megan so the Duchess of Cambridge and the Duchess of Sussex how um in some ways there are still these inconsistencies and in some cases weird standards within the press when reporting between the two of them i've talked about it in a few past episodes um 
And there's a lot of things that people can point out. The biggest one people can point out is how Megan treated what the press was treated when her pregnancy with Archie and similar times when uh, Catherine was pregnant with George and all her other children. And just those completely different different head- headlines there. But there's still this weird inconsistency in the press between the two that, in my opinion, I doubt will ever go away. It, it's not cool. It's not fun to talk about. But it, I'm, in my opinion, it's already here. It's not going anywhere. It's um, just going to be here. But in terms of press and talking about Megan, we do have to acknowledge that she did win her legal victories when it came to the... Um, letters that got leaked to the press against her will uh, that she didn't know about that was all relation to her father but her privacy had been violated and the courts had decided in her favor and she won that victory and you know that was a big message here and the last bit of big again a lot of things either happened at the beginning and the end of the year there was a big doldrum in the summer in some regards um, but the last one is this documentary the princes in the press Dear Lord, that was, I don't think it went over the way the BBC had intended. And of course, the BBC and those that were working for him have, there's been a lot of fallout and repercussions, not necessarily with the royal family, because it didn't, the biggest thing that it highlighted regarding the royal family was their relationship with the press and how it's this weird symbiotic relationship that can either go very well, or it can be very toxic. And it highlighted a lot of the tactics that the press used to get their stories and some of the things that just necessarily weren't the best. And the only really person that it damaged was the press itself, in my opinion. It was only the press itself that this documentary really hurt. But um, that, in a very brief nutshell, are the um, big highlights from the year that we've covered on the show and um, just brief discussions trying to wrap up you know, the big events that happened within the royal family. Big episodes that we've already talked about, episodes that I've enjoyed putting together, of course, anything royal media related. But now, while we're um, progressing through topics, let's begin to think future of the show. So coming into 2022, things are going to be expanding. Uh I'm in the process of working on a on creating a YouTube channel, experimenting with Spotify's video podcast. So one, you can actually see me. We can interact more as a community. The community can continue to grow. But that's the big thing that's going to be happening in 2022. There's going to be more digital and video content in conjunction with the actual podcast itself. We're going to hopefully start to collab with other royal content creators, especially now that we have this huge back catalog of um, of episodes that they can listen back to. And of course, all of you who are listening can listen listen back to, especially if you're new here. Uh, But that's the big thing that we're going to delve into. One of the things I want to do, there's an app and sort of subscription service called Royalty TV. And it is essentially a... um, I'm going to compare it to like a Netflix type subscription service where you can watch a whole bunch of royal content, royal documentaries, royal specials, not just British royal family related, but just essentially all European royal families, royal houses, past, present, and you know whatever the future looks like. I've thought about a few times 
subscribing to it and working my way through those documentaries and commenting on them, reviewing them. Um, but let me know if that's something that you'd be interested in. I've been thinking about it in the back of my head and being able to weave in like Downton Abbey or the Duchess film or any other films that deal with the, uh, the aristocracy to sort of branch out into other topics that I am interested in here. Additionally, looking ahead, we will be covering the Jubilee at length. We will be covering everything about it as best we can from across the pond over here. And I really do hope that we get more listener suggestions, more listener recommendations, because that was so that was so much fun going into that and having a recommendation. And it was a nice little spark to put energy back into the podcast. But we're slowly coming to a close. This was uh, if, if you've been here for a while, you know, I try to keep episodes relatively short between, you know, maybe like 25 to 30 minutes. But if it's a longer episode, it you know, is warranted and I'll try to break things up. But that is in a nutshell our year in review. We've been spending time, one, figuring out the what this podcast is. We started with Royal Residences and albeit I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, but then we started delving into Royal Media. We got featured on two lists. Wow, I almost completely forgot that one. We got featured on two lists with our movie reviews. And thank you to those that off the top of my head, I can't remember. But we did get featured and I did put out tweets thanking everybody. But we got featured on a few lists. And um, and that was a wonderful surprise seeing those emails. Um, of course, we've entered onto so many different platforms and we're going to continue to explore different ones. Some subjects I'm looking forward to covering in 2022, aside from the Jubilee, I do want to go in depth in a, um, in a series about the abdication. I want to spend time talking about royal books, what books are out there and sort of doing some like a book series that of royal books that I've been reviewing talking about royal fashion because i've been reading through the uh hrh notes on royal fashion book by elizabeth holmes and that has brought up a lot of really good points about royal fashion that are just really interesting to think about especially if you haven't already thought about it um but there we have it folks we're hitting a good uh mark our year in review we've begun to settle into the rhythm of the podcast the community keeps growing and all of you that are here truly from the bottom of my heart thank you thank you as this community continues to grow and continues to just find its place within all the other royal commentators and royal historians i'm an amateur i always say i'm an amateur and of course i'm an american across the pond but i have heard from a few uh, listeners over in the UK that they at least enjoy hearing an American's point of view. And that's what I try to say. I, this, this is from over here, how me as an American reacting to all of this, but also I'm a very, I'm very well versed in the British Royal family. So some things that may be confusing aren't confusing to me because I've already done that homework, but truly thank you thank you all for tuning into 2021 and this year we've had some ups and downs where we had to take some breaks with my schedule and my mental health which i'm very grateful and very appreciative of all of you sticking around if you're new here thank you for stopping by i hope you stay a while those that have been here from the beginning thank you thank you and i look forward to what the future holds and with that, everybody, have a great rest of your day. Have a great new year. Stay safe and stay healthy. 
and I will see you next year. Have a good one.